Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. And we're live. This is your host, Julian on Enlighten Me. How y'all doing? Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. About to get lit after this, margaritas. So before we start that, if you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, I have uploaded another youtube video for y'all that have been asking me uh, i am on spotify google podcast and apple podcast 50 countries training right now and monthly subscriptions if you check in the description you can actually see you can apply 99 cents 4.99 and 9.99 and today we have the, the what's going on in the world today um roe versus wade and we have two individuals i think polar he's been on here before aka diddy and yeah Adriana. So if you can just uh, briefly introduce yourselves, please. Uh, my name is Adriana. I'm, a, I guess, like a student here around here at the University of Baltimore. I'm doing, I'm hoping to apply to law school later on this year. So I'm looking forward to that. But otherwise, just a regular old white woman <laughs> living in Baltimore, <laughs> Baltimore City. I'm loving it. Um it's my vibe. I'm originally from Michigan, but grew up also in Northern Virginia, and now I'm here, so I like it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Polar? All right. What's good? My name's uh, Micah, last name Pollard. Um, Julian knows me through my military friends, so that's what a lot of people call me by my last name, but I also go by Diddy. Um, Six-year Air Force veteran, spent six months in Kandahar, Afghanistan. I have my associates in behavioral science, majority of my college credits in communication. I aspire to be in the field of photojournalism because I love the combination of visuals with narratives to tell evocative stories. I have a fascination overall in psychology, sociology, anthropology, politics, philosophy, things like that. So anything that incorporates those principles then that's pretty much my my realm of interests and uh, and diddy uh bowler i appreciate you with this subject you brought it to my attention the roe versus wade which uh, was in 1973 was a landmark decision of the u.s supreme court in which the court ruled that the constitution of the united states protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restrictions so uh, we'll start with you, Adriana. Since you are a woman, how do you how, how do you feel about everything that's going on currently? Um, you know, I have to say that it's not surprising. It's shocking, not surprising. Um, you know, it's just in general. I was very concerned around about 2016, and especially Trump's, you know, uh, attempt at a reelection in 2020 about a lot of the retiring aged. Supreme Court justices. This was a main factor. I, I mean, Julian's followed me for many years on Instagram and like, that's my only form of social media. So when I decide to vent, it's usually very poignant. And I do write pretty long posts about it. But in general, that was my main concern. And this was actually something that I had vocalized actually happening back, I know, at least 2020. It probably was even before that. Mm. And this is a really major concern of mine, because you know, the Supreme Court justices, although the president has their place in the government and Congress has theirs, the Supreme Court is really the general idea of how laws are interpreted. And this is like 40, 50 years that we're going to have to endure these people 
you know, interpreting laws in whatever way that they see fit. And when a very conservative leaning authoritarian president comes into power and elects Supreme Court justices that are, you know, very much in line with his political beliefs, it's very it's extremely concerning to women in general. It should be concerning to minority groups. Socioeconomic disadvantages certainly put a lot of people in a place where they should be concerned. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. I haven't really heard a whole bunch of argument against all of this. I'm not sure people really quite saw this happening the way that I did. But well, yeah, having an entity control your body, you know, it's a little, it's a little too much. It's the only thing you have for sure in this life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, the the argument over a woman's body has been around for many, 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 many years. So, you know, it's just sad that, you know, I was reading online, this French lady was like, oh, I can't imagine how Americans are doing it because everybody, everything just looks so flammable over there. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, oh, even died laughing because the way the French politics have, they just, you know, when things go wrong, they just burn things. And I just, you know, I can't help but to believe that that is a great <laughs> way to get attention towards injustices. But as we sit here today, a lot of Americans are not like that. So going forward, it's, it'll be very interesting how this all plays out. It definitely will now. Paul, what's your take on that? Um, Much like Adriana, I kind of saw this kind of slowly gravitating towards this almost real-life Handmaid's Tale, right? My God, entirely. Yes. So as, as soon as – and this is one of the reasons why I have such – a deep <laughs> hatred for Mitch McConnell. There, there, there's some, yes, there's, <laughs> there's 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 some respect in how just brilliantly he did play this. But brilliantly he, evil this man is. Like, like, like it, it's so, like like maniacal, like of like what he did. And I really, I really wish people understood the gravity of it. Like he single handedly created the Supreme Court that we have because he blots. Barack Obama's choice for the entirety of the term. Yes, yes, his second choice. And they were like, oh, no, don't do that. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yes. So, so, so. that. <laughs> then to fast track, what was it, two of Trump's um, picks when when he was in office? Three. Like, that was a, <laughs> yeah, three. So that was a brilliant move on his part. But we do have to now recognize that because of the the lack of attention and like all of the branches of government and like letting um McConnell go unchecked this is the consequence of that so now like Adrian was saying we have to deal with this conservative majority supreme court for a very long time and that's because there were not enough people paying attention on the congressional and the 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 Senate side. Well, nobody really pays attention to things like this hit the fan, and then everybody's like, "Oh, I should have done something. I should have voted, or I should have paid attention to the small yeah. things." And this is what we harp on constantly: pay mm -hmm. attention, stop worrying about Cardi B or Nicki Minaj yeah. or Hot Girl Summer, whatever's going on, and pay attention to what's around you and how you're truly affected. And yeah, nobody yeah. wants to harp. I, I keep harping on it. I don't know. And you know, and we're we're already seeing you know states trying to invoke this so if roe v wade gets overturned then states like texas can say okay this thing that we've trying to implement this entire time it's now legal it's this, not it's even six weeks right too is it six weeks? Yeah, six weeks yeah it's not even that it's um like a lot of the states actually 
implemented a lot of laws prior to Roe versus Wade that had made abortion illegal regardless of any sort of circumstances. Um, I was actually looking up, I'm doing a final project in one of my courses where this is like a main focus right now. So maybe I, I should have more statistics in front of me, but I'm flooded right now with like information in my head. Um, oh, for but sure. a, lot of, a lot of states already have laws implemented where as soon the second the Roe versus Wade is appealed, abortions are illegal regardless. And this is like pre Roe versus Wade. There are several states. I think Michigan's one of them where post Roe versus Wade, there are laws that take into place immediately where it makes rape illegal, which actually is so fascinating to me because some of these states, the laws that were on the books prior to Roe versus Wade would give people more legal access to abortion than now if Roe versus Wade were made illegal. So, so saying like, so, like oh, I think there was something I was reading earlier, like 26 states had, you know, rape was allowed in, or no. Oh yeah, we gotta, say, we gotta say the, we can't say that, yeah. Cause YouTube okay, picked up on that, yeah. Spotify okay, yeah. Don't, so Spotify don't care, but YouTube. We'll say uh, very, very much non-consensual. Yeah, yeah, so abortion in non-consensual, situations was allowed or da, 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 da. but the thing <laughs> is, is like yeah you know i it's just and even if a roe versus wade is appealed those instances are no longer going to be respected so you know we're at a place right now where we're going to jump backwards to the mm. 1700s very quickly and oh shoot that's already happening yeah yeah i'm yeah the handmaid's tale you know I, that's actually I don't watch TV. Um, that's the only. Yeah, I, I think, I, one time I did watch TV because you just said we're gonna go back to 1700s. They're actually getting rid of books, certain books, like Martin Luther King books in in elementary schools and middle schools right now. On a side note, mm -hmm. so yeah, you know, once they get rid of that and erase past the history, then we're gonna re we're doomed to repeat it. So that's on a, that's a whole another podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another no, I, Crazy. I collect all types of rare books. Uh, one of the books that I do own is The Housewife's Guide to Selective Promiscuity. It's impossible to find here in the United States. The uh, the publisher was put in jail for six months because of the advertisement quote being lewd and like sexually uh, suggestive. And so, I actually collect rare books. Just in, in cases where, of course, they're no longer accepted here in the United States. Wow! Isn't there you heard it here first, people. If the if the thought, I mean, everything is already going digitized. Google already limits our searches. People think they can Google everything and anything. No, you're kind of constricted on what you can know. It's yeah. Like that. Yeah, The Handmaid's Tale is very fascinating. I love watching that show because yeah. you know people. Yeah, somebody told me recently they were like, "Oh, it's not realistic enough." And I was like, I don't think you're paying attention enough. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, how like, you, how are you gonna tell me? Like, wait, what is yeah. it? What is it? I don't watch TV, but I may watch it. What is it? The about? Handmaid's Tale is by Margaret Atwood, an author from Canada, and it's about a very conservative uh, government takeover where conservative Christian values are instilled during a time in which uh, women were. Uh, unbearing of children and not having children. So the population was declining. So they decided to take over everything and women who were able to have kids are now required to be bearing of children. And so they've um, 
it's 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 a wild concept but it's funny the author is from canada and she had said that she refused to like have this setting be in canada because canada would never allow that to happen (laughs) (laughs) she made this whole premise on the book on america and i'm like watching it unfold and i'm like she's funny but she's realistic like (laughs) Her, 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 her foresight was spot on Spot on, ladies. Spot on. Everything okay. these days can happen. And as you see, anything is happening. Anything and everything is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, even before all this nonsense, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I had suggested I watch Handmaid's Tale, which is impressive to some people. I don't watch TV, but uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, it's not terribly far from where we're at now. And they were like, you know, arguing against this. And I said, look, I wanted to get my tapes done. It, I called six different doctors to get somebody to approve me for a tubal ligation. I bet either one of you, if you decided right now to, you know, get a vasectomy, it wouldn't take you six phone calls to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they always harp about overpopulation. Huh? So we're going to turn this back around. So I know that in Georgia, this was, I guess it just recently passed. My sister was saying something about this, that a 13 year old was of course unconsented to an adult and the person who committed this heinous act he could be a co-parent a legal co-parent that's appalling it is like you did this to this person now you're going to be traumatized legally you could this person who did something wrong to you can co-parent with you like come on now like what i i just heard about this today i was baffled yeah a lot of the oh god that's oh god why and and as well is that level of non-consensual intimacy with a minor not considered such a heinous act that he would not be in prison or is this like after he gets out of prison he's allowed to be a co-parent like was there was there but you you know after they commit these heinous acts if you have a drug charge that holds longer in prison these days than anything else you see all this stuff going on with them going to that island and doing what they're doing because they know if, if things prolong and, that, and they start actually hitting people for this, then they're in trouble themselves. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's really interesting that, you know, this country of freedom and rights would be so constraining towards things that you can willingly do for yourself, like drugs and whatnot, which... I'm a huge proponent in legalizing Um, a lot of the, a lot of the money that we've put into it is obviously better suited in other places like prevention, for instance, like, I don't know, but weaponizing police forces to do certain things to prevent people from doing things that they want to do for themselves is just an absurd waste of money in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. The fact that, you know, one person can do harm to another person's body permanently. um, And then, have that be considered less of a crime than one's own personal liberties is will never allow my brain to have a good night's sleep yeah, for sure. No. And I think one out of six, one out of six women have been, I'm trying to say it without saying that word, have been introduced to this heinous act in America. I think 82% mm-hmm. of them are juvenile victims and 90% are adult victims. Yeah, man. Females, yeah. females age sixteen to nine, nineteen are four times more likely in the general population. Yeah, I, yeah, I certainly have my own story in regards to that. Uh, you know, and it's funny because when you call to report such things, 
because I know this. The, if it started consensual and ended non-consensual, it doesn't matter, apparently. Apparently, it doesn't matter, like, where or how violent it got or how non-consensual it got or how much you struggled to get away. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Um, you know, and that's unfortunate because it turns very quickly into this, you know, victim mentality. And then at what point are you guilty because you voluntarily entered into this situation and then you're guilted by police being like, okay, well, you were there consensually. Why, you know, are you calling us with your problems? That's crazy. Yeah. All this stuff that's going on right now, like you just told me is, I don't understand. No means no. If you make, if you change, if you can agree to something, why can't you change your mind out of it? I don't, yeah. My, my mind can't like go that low sometimes. Like right now, I'm stuck. I'm stuck right now. Yeah, you know, like uh, there's like one statistic that one out of every three men have uh, assaulted a woman mm. in a like that. So it's like it's like you know these men, and I've certainly met men where like in other circumstances they would never show such personality, uh, you know, identifiable characteristics that would lean in that direction yeah. and. You know, it's just like, I just, I was actually having this conversation with somebody earlier. It's, it's funny to me that there's so many different men who are not responsible for the things that they have brought into the world and situations that they brought onto themselves. And in that way, they are a burden to society. Like if you have a child and you are not there for it, you're a deadbeat and you are a burden to society by bringing about this whole situation that somebody else is responsible for. Oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly like, what my sister was saying. She said, how come the man doesn't get charged, but the woman gets charged? And then I think the government sees, oh, you're, it's your body, so you, you have the final say. But it takes yeah. two. It takes two. Yeah. Needs to be, like, if you are going to do it in this fashion and i'm talking about just like from a consensual standpoint and you're going to say like a, a woman can't abort then there has to be some kind of equal i mean i don't want to call it like punishment but equal obligation to the the male counterpart because to just say oh the woman's going to have the baby okay then then what after that what then happens because if the man doesn't want to be a part of the family then is all of the burden going to be placed on the woman so they're, they're, the fact that they're not also looking into the consideration of the totality of the life and just the fact that they're restricting women's access to this that's the most reflective aspect of this this isn't about the 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 life or the the, the, the parenting experience it is solely based on controlling women's bodies and you're hard-pressed to convince me otherwise i just i can't entirely agree with you i do see your point mm -hmm. but just like america has this weird obsession with cutting the weeds but not pulling up from the roots and i do agree america is like hell-bent on preventing you know abortion and preventing women's access to abortion and for that, I do agree with you. But I think it's just out of sheer ignorance of not being able to identify the root problem. Um, you know, it's the same political party that ends up restricting abortion rights is, in fact, the same political party that, um, you know, defunds a lot of the family 
planning services that are required and that are statistically more likely to prevent abortions in general. Mm. Um, well, so that you shouldn't rely on the government based upon your actions. That's what a lot of people are thinking and saying. Sure, but when you're poor and you know economic conditions don't allow for a woman to leave a man or for couples to separate, which is quite honestly quite the truth of a lot of household situations in America, people can't afford to live on their own. Um, look at the housing market. Like we can't do that. So when you're in situations like that, you are, you know, essentially welcoming into this idea of having somewhat of a consensual sexual relationship of some capacity. Most, most often, if you're dealing with a relationship, you're living in a household with, you know, a uh, opposite sex partner. If you are unable to afford living on your own, a lot of times you're unable to afford the basic medical necessities that allow for you to have contraceptions and everything like that. What do you think it'd be so, ideal to try to bring a child into the world where you can barely sustain yourself? And that's the question I need to ask. Hell no. But also it's $400 for an abortion. Fair enough. If I Personally, if I were in that situation, I'd tell old girl like, hey, you know, you may be on birth control, but birth control rate is one two percent failure, which is one to two people out of a hundred failing. So they now have a child. I don't think we even need to risk that. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but four hundred dollars is a lot of money. Pornhub. Yeah, four hundred dollars is a lot of money. Right. So, and then it's not even that necessarily. It's like you know, there's religious guilt, societal guilt. There's like a lot weighing on somebody when they make that decision. It's never an easy one. It's well, never I mean, one that's well, a lot. Hypersexualized society, so I understand where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we move in different ways, especially sexual experiences. So I can understand, like, okay, we're in a situation now. How can we get out of it? And people lean towards abortion. And that's being taken away. But at six weeks, I, I was talking to another lady. She said some people don't even notice they're pregnant until about week four or five. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, my, my cycle is oddly long. So I actually figured it out much quicker than a lot of other women. But yeah, like most women don't figure it out until six, seven weeks, which is astounding that that would be the line in which is drawn based on legality or not for abortion. It's just... It's all around not good news, my men. There's a lot of people who are going to die. I don't think, I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second. Like a lot of atopic pregnancies happen, a lot of situations where the fetus dies and a woman's body can't get rid of it all. Sepsis, they die of like. So I thought that, well, I read in Alabama because they were, Alabama was like the worst state at the time being that I guess if it affects the, the woman. Where she can life or lie her life, then they can abort the baby or something of that nature. Yeah, but sometimes you go to a doctor twice, three times. They're like, "Oh, well, you're not dead yet." <laughs> and then, you know, I was just reading that. Yeah, uh, I think it was like something that oh, I forgot. Yeah, so that there was a uh, congressman who was just talking about his wife had an abortion a few years ago. They've got four. Or no, let me not misquote. But he's got he's got healthy kids, and his wife. Uh, had a baby that died in her womb and he went to a doctor two or three times and the doctor is like, yeah, we can't do an abortion, can't do an abortion. And then they ended up at a second doctor barely in time for her not to die. So, you know, these situations where a doctor's like, oh, well, your life's not in jeopardy yet. And then you kind of teeter this fine line of when that's going to happen. So, 
you know, so a lot of people, you know, thankfully he's like a politician. He has the time and monetary resources that would allow for that, you know, to be accessible to him. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people can't, you know, call off their work three days in a row to make sure they're not going to die and to keep going back to the hospital to see where this line is. So, Fair enough. That's a good argument right there. Right. Yeah. um, You know, third trimester abortions, second trimester abortions, uh, 99% of third trimester abortions happen because of medical deformalities. Either the baby's already dead or it's going to be dead very soon. Um, A lot of people want to skip over this fact and they're like, oh, well, it's almost a baby. That's, you know, terrible. And I agree. But at the same time, I think we like to imagine healthy babies being born. Mm. When in actuality, it's very non-viable pregnancies. Um, You know, second trimester abortions, for instance, you know, that's kind of a really big gray area that a lot of people don't talk about. But the the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of tests for whether or not a, a, a fetus is going to be viable outside of a womb can't happen until a second trimester. A lot of those tests are not possible until you're further along in pregnancy. And a lot of times, if you make it to that point of being that far into your pregnancy, you want that baby. So you want a second opinion. Um, I don't know about y'all, if y'all go to a specialty doctor, I actually go to a neurologist. It took me six months in America to get to a neurology doctor for migraines. So I can only imagine how hard it is to get to a neo neonatal pregnancy doctor to, you know, for a second opinion. I can't imagine. And by the time that happens, you're already well into your second trimester, if not a third. So you're carrying around what will be a dead baby. You know, it's just a lot of people don't kind of consider this whole abortion issue to be healthy babies or, un- or sorry, excuse me, like unhealthy babies. A lot of times like we imagine very healthy pregnancies when in actuality, a lot of the abortions that happen in second and third trimester are medically incapable of continuing past birth. So I'm trying to figure out where 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 did all this come about? Like, what is the whole premise of this? I I, I just can't fathom. And I mean, maybe people are like the oh. historical basis of legal or making abortion illegal, no. or no, bring this back up, bring this whole thing back up. Roe versus Wade, the whole thing. Oh, Roe versus Wade. So a lot of you mentioned it earlier. A lot of states have brought about these laws trying to appeal abortion. Now, the, I'm, sh- I'm sure they, they're doing it for many reasons. I personally believe that they were doing it in an attempt to get one of them up back to the Supreme Court. So oh, yeah, that, that was one of the things I think I did. Yeah, I'm very sure that that was one of the reasons. Because if, you know, you throw 50 hats at the same problem, one of the hats is going to end up, you know, on the topic of discussion. Well, I so think- I think a lot of people voted for it and then supposedly this is something i read they're like okay now you can't back out so let me blow this up and you already talked about it so now you have to be part of it so now we can go to make this move Mm, yeah yeah it is a very strong talking point for a lot of politicians so i can see that being the case um so the roe versus wade thing you know, bless. If you talk to anybody in the uh, legal community, they will acknowledge that the basis for Roe versus Wade being on the ninth, fourteenth, and seventh amendment—I think it's the seventh. It's it's loose. It's loose. Um, the granted right of a sovereign citizen of the United States is by default. 
Now the government is outlined not to infringe on that right. Oh, for, that, that's not. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. you know we're kind of at this point of arguing what is privacy. We're in the age of technology. We're in the age where privacy is. I mean, like I just was talking to my kid, and I'm trying to get her to understand what it was like to leave your house without a cell phone, without like anything in the world to track you. And there's no possible way my kid's ever going to understand. You know, especially with like cars having GPS in it and my phone and just like everything. You know what I mean? Assume so, mm-hmm, yeah, the right to privacy nowadays is up for discussion. Uh, the Constitution, you know, kind of vaguely goes over it, but of course, the legal parameters of what was in the 1700s. Yeah, say, they, they weren't thinking about uh, right. cell phones being. Yeah, it's not possible. Yeah, so Roe versus Wade was based uh, on privacy. And I'm very, if Roe versus Wade does get appealed, I am terribly interested in seeing how that can be misconstrued into figuring out, like, you have to understand, like, if you are appealing Roe versus Wade, women now no longer have the private right to discuss medical procedures with their doctors. Now that's terrible. But going forward, it's like, okay, so what? What did Mitch McConnell talk to his doctor about the last time he went to the doctor? Mm. Like, what did, you know, who who around you can you now dig for information about their medical concerns? And that's really, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed, uh, this, the religious institution, the satanic temple is an interesting concept to me. So they are like, <sighs> They are were the first people to sue Texas in Texas's appeal for their abortion rights. Um, they are the first ones to really come up with this opposing attack for a lot of the uh, attacks on women's rights and whatnot. So it's, it's I'll be very interested to see a lot of how this can be flipped around going forward. The discussion. I, I hope that more intelligent people than me can hopefully talk about because I'm very interested in learning more about all of this. Really. Um, what's up, Diddy? You uh, pretty quiet. What are you? What are you thinking right now? Oh no, I'm just kind of just absorbing the information that's that's being told. But yeah, I with a lot of the points being talked about, I I absolutely I absolutely agree with just how how troubling it is and how we've essentially gotten to to this point and I'm learning a lot from Miss Adriana about some of the um uh, the the other prior court cases um cuz I I wasn't aware I, I knew some of them were also like adopting some of the uh, the same 6 weeks principle that Texas um have I didn't know that there were Essentially, like it seems like like pre-charged laws that essentially said mm-hmm. that you know if yeah. Wade were to be overturned, then immediately going to go into effect. So I also find that fascinating. And yeah, um, it's uh so like the federal law right now. I don't. I'm sh- I'm sure you both know this, maybe to to some extent or another. The federal law is there to cover A, B, and C. If mm. states decide to go C, D, E, they're allowed to, but they're not allowed to just cover less than ABC, if that makes sense. So the federal government is allowed to restrict whatever they want. You know, states are allowed to deviate from that, which is why, mar- you know, marijuana is still technically illegal, 
but it's legal where, you know, states, federal government isn't going to come in and tell you what, you know, yeah, states can yeah, do. States so, are their own thing. Right, right, right. So that's kind of where the kick in laws kind of happen is that, you know, they were more restrictive than the federal law allowed. So the basis of what is allowed and what isn't is based on federal law, first and foremost. That's why the, the, the kick-in laws kind of happened is they were there prior and they were more restrictive. Mm-hmm. So after the federal law came in, it was more lenient by default. Yeah, yeah even though uh, Texas locked up that doctor that was practicing and Alabama even locked up a doctor charging up with first degree almost murder, basically. Mm-hmm. He committed that. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that'll go. Um, you know, everybody, every story needs their martyr. Uh, I think that Going forward, that will be certainly used as a discussion point for many of the advocates going forward. I don't know those specific instances that you're talking about, but yeah, I mean, just overall, women have been fighting for this right for a long time. And the thing is, it's not going to change anything. That's the crazy part. It's like, you know, you read this all the time. You're like, okay, well, abortion access is only allowing like safer abortions. And that's right. yeah. And especially now, like, uh, like medical abortions, you can order them online. Well, like, yeah. Can... Well, the the pills are getting now has been uh, a lot of people are ordering these two. Was, was it two pills? It is two pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you take one and stops the embryo from growing. Yeah, I guess the second one. Like, Missed off or whatever. Yeah, there's like yeah. your period. It's like a severe period or something. Like that. Oh yeah, no, it causes uterine contractions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was reading up on that. Stop reading as well. Yeah, no, it'll be very interesting going forward. Um, you know, it kind of, so I take philosophy in college, and I think it's very interesting. We were discussing radical feminism and liberal feminism recently, and liberal feminism is like, okay, due to the laws that are here now, they're suppressing women's rights, and I agree with that. But then we talked about radical feminism, and radical feminism is like, nah, because men were in charge of creating the laws, everything therein within our society is based on our inequality as women. So it's not just the laws. It's just how society in general is operating that is anti-woman, anti-minorities you know, minorities and everything like that. Because it's based on the white male idea of what, how we should be living. And I agree with that also. So, you know, these abortion laws, taking that and taking one step back, these abortion laws are based off of, largely based off of Christian. uh, So I myself grew up Christian. I don't really necessarily identify as one now. Um, I don't necessarily believe I need anybody's idea of what is right and wrong to go ahead and look for myself as to what the right answer is. I believe myself to be a good person because I choose to be, not because, you know, I'm going to go to heaven or hell. Um, But a lot of these abortion laws and women's restrictive rights are based on this archaic Christian belief system that we have now embedded into our political system here in the United States. So there's that, you know, I just don't know. I lost myself to my damn podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that I was like, "Lost my damn self to my damn own podcast." I'm back though, baby. Sorry about that. Nah, nah, I don't know. Keep going. It's still it was still recording. I lost uh this this 
Uh-oh. Yeah, no, it's just say, you know, the whole basis going forward is, is, is generally going to be, I hope the argument going forward is what are we basing our political system off of? Mm. Is it Christian beliefs? Is it not Christian beliefs? Are we going to argue that everybody is allowed to have their own religion? Because in that case, you know, it's not just Christians who it's not the entirety of Christianity that believes in anti-abortion. Like uh, Seventh-day Adventism is Seventh-day Adventists are some of the only religious community hospitals in the world that will perform an abortion and they're Christian based. Mm. So, you know, it's just it's not even just Christian necessarily. It's their section of Christianity that believes in anti-abortion. It'll be very interesting going forward how this will all play out. Yeah, and I'm I'm really hoping. I mean, worst case scenario that RV Wade does get overturned, that states aren't going to be adopting the 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 Texas aspect of it because I, I feel like that would essentially be not only creating an underground economy because if, if you're going to outlaw that, then like you said, it's not going to stop abortions. It's going to just stop the ability to, you know, get abortions from institutions that you can essentially trust. Like it would, it would go underground at that point. And even with us having, you know, much greater access to healthier forms of, you know, some aspects of abortion as opposed to um, the Roe v. Wade slash pre Roe v. Wade era, there can still very much run that risk of. You know, if it's not being tested, if it's not being in a controlled environment of increasing a, a health risk, both towards the the mother and, you know, the the the, the fetus and, and things like that. And do you then also create a criminal class with women who are trying to seek? Oh, definitely. They're going to do abortion, that. You know, like 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 what do you do with with the women in in that case and do you only criminalize them or do you also criminalize the male that also brought this into it it probably be solely be just the woman to say exactly. all about the woman if for them to bring into a male counterpart i mean you see it all the time like these dudes going to, to like i said earlier these dudes go to court and they just get slapped on the wrist or three weeks, three months, or whatever it is, and they're, exactly. they're walking and doing the same thing. So yeah. it'd, it'd be solely on the woman, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to control a woman's body. That's her body. She does what she wants with her body. You know, that's 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 her own beliefs. And it's none of my business. You know. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's in, in a perfect world that's that'd be adequate, but not not now. So I I, I wonder. Yeah, I think. I don't want to say that, but I think they probably would be arrested. Like these doctors are now getting arrested for doing things in that nature. Right. Which now that you said that it's blowing my mind thinking about something like that. It's like, wow, you just arrested a person who did made a choice with their body. Whatever. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Like, oh, man. You, know, belt. you know, if a varmint lives in your house, you're going to remove it. Your house is where you live. If you decide that something is growing in your body and living there that you don't want to be there, I think you should have the right to get rid of it. I mean, it's just, it's something that, you know, most people don't even need to know about. That's the crazy part is like a woman, I've known plenty of women that have come to me and talked to me about abortions that they've had that they never told their man about. And they couldn't because their man would become violent or wouldn't understand or 
you know, any number of reasons. I mean, there's plenty of reasons in the world why nobody else should be a part of that process and that decision. That's, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Was it- and I'm to play the, the same semantic game that some people play when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement and they're countered with saying. Do I know? Did he? Oh man, I thought I, I I dropped this time. Mm-mm. You can't leave us on a cliffhanger like that. It's like the next episode. Too. Right? Oh my like, god! It, it was it was it was he was going too. He was dying, and then he was gone. And he was <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, he comes back. He says he's still in, so we'll wait on it. We'll okay. Wait. Six, seven, seven of the Supreme Court nominations have been since 2009. So that's a lot of people that'll be, you know, in there for a long time. And that's a long time. People are just in there making decisions for how we're going to institutionalize the laws that are already in place. And how we're going to interpret them, and arbitrary how they thinking, them. arbitrary. They're like they had this power for so long, they don't, they, they don't even really think about how it's going to affect anybody else. They say, "Well, I have the power to do this, so I'm just going to do it," and everybody's going to listen to it. It really is just such a like third degree sort of decision that a lot of people make. Like for instance, like during COVID, uh, this guy was like, "Yeah, you know, we just need to keep the economy open because if people die, then that's just what needs to happen." <laughs> and oh. I was like, yeah, so your mom definitely needs to die. She's retired. She's like <laughs> tired of working. Like she ain't going to work no more. You're right. Like, sh- I believe your mom should die. Look, like you could totally tell his face changed and he entirely in his head did not expect for that argument to come up. Like, you she's, know, really people she's taking don't like space. Die. She drives yeah. fast. She drives like, slow in the fast lane. Oh, damn, honestly, gosh, y'all not here. oh. <laughs> Now we're killing yeah, old yeah. people. Slow oh, my bad. Yeah, we're we taking out old people. Them out. They just weren't good for the economy anymore. Yeah, so, they, they drive too slow. But um, we heard you say the Black Lives Matter and then poof. Yeah. Just, were you talking this whole time? Whole time? Just out there laying your heart out. <laughs> we were not there for it. I apologize. Oh, he's gone. I messaged him and let him know that we couldn't hear him. Let's see what he says back real quick. Join again. I'm actually surprised we haven't lost anybody because this thing's been acting up lately. All right. Mm. Uh, okay. How much, <laughs> my fault. How much of, of that did y'all hear? So right up to the Fine. Black Lives Matter part. And then boom. Damn. I was going in. Oh, Nah, we were there for you. You couldn't hear us either. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So That's if deep. we're going to use the the same semantic argument of like Black Lives Matter and and counter to that, saying all lives matter, then if you're going to say you are pro life, then how come there's not equal advocacy for reducing the amount of orphans and ensuring that you know those that are in those kinds of care are are seeking more homes. You know. Yeah care more about the life post the birth and not just care about like just the fetus if you're going to say that you're pro-life if you are pro-life then how come you are not advocating for the abolition of capital punishment because as we retroactively look at a lot of the cases of people that have been 
executed. It's been put forth to light that a lot of these individuals who are a disproportionately amount of people of color were actually innocent. Yeah. So the state has murdered human beings. Like we can call that murder if we are saying that they are innocent and there has been an agent that has ended their life. So if you're going to say you're you're pro-life, like you it what doesn't extent? make sense to me that yeah. you would not be that consistent. If you were that consistent, then I, I would genuinely like be a bit more sympathetic to the stance because I'm like, okay, you like you really think like a, a life is is sacred in any in all cases. Then I understand that. But you stop caring once like the, the life is born. You stop caring if that life becomes a, a criminal like that. And that doesn't make any sense to me. I think based upon then this is just me trying to think like construe some thoughts together. Why would I care about a child or anything like that when later on they're going to repay me anyway? They're going to be paying taxes. They're going to be doing this. They're going to help me as a politician or a governor or anything like that. They're going to be paying me no matter what. So why even put money into something that I'm going to actually get back towards later on? You know what I'm saying? That's how I think they think. And that's that's our reasonable thing I can think of because like <laughs> You said it's an, it's an investment. Oh, a little child be adopted. Don't mm-hmm. worry, you're gonna pay your taxes later on, though. That property touch. Yeah, thought it was free. So, like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, their care doesn't even start after birth, though. Y'all giving it a lot. Because, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, family planning is really the, the budget for that is cut by a lot. So, it's really even before that, people stop caring about the unborn um for sure yeah yeah well this is wild we're gonna so we'll do the same podcast everybody makes fun of me because i would say part two part two after there's a decision made with this whole thing we'll come back on this bad boy oh yeah no the 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 protests start sunday if anybody's still listening by the way protests start sunday mother's day Okay. And uh, they go for one week, Sunday to Sunday. So we'll we'll see how many people participate, how many people go for it. And then, yeah, once the decision's made, I'd happy to be back, discuss that. That'd be awesome. Definitely. Definitely. We'll have to do that. Do you have anything to say before we wrap this up? I do not. It was lovely to be here. Wonderful. Um, we had discussed before coming on here, so I'm really glad we got to do this on a topic that I'm well knowledgeable on and passionately interested in discussing. Yeah, so. yeah of course. Whenever you feel like you want to talk about something, just let me know. Uh, don't say that because I have a lot oh, to say. About you got my number two now, don't you? <laughs> I got that. Happy single de mile, y'all. I hope y'all have a wonderful day. And have Happy a- single de mile. Happy single de mile. I'm about to go out and drink a little bit after. Yes. That was- That's right. That's right. Gym in the morning. But uh, do you have anything to say, Diddy, before we wrap this up? Uh, no, nah, great, great conversation. Um, I, I that's our our conversation can spark some of the audience members to really take some of these things into heart and you know take 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 action because. You know, like like Adriana was 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 mentioning, like this slippery slope. It's it's not just fiction. You know, the, the Handmaid's Tale, very entertaining, but it's intended to reflect that it doesn't take a whole lot for us to get to that point. So we we really need to be paying attention to to what's going on around us because moves 
moves are being made. Yeah, vote locally. That is yeah. way more important. People yeah. miss that. Oh, Forget yeah. presidency. Yeah. Forget them big fish. <laughs> yeah, people <laughs> understand. Yeah, people no? understand. And that's what I was saying. Like, Mitch McConnell, like, the fact that he's in that kind of, like, obscure position because he's not going to be, like, as talked about as, like, the president. But this very historical thing that's happened with the conservative majority, Mitch McConnell was the key. He was the key player in that. So we need to be paying attention to all aspects of government. Yeah, people. No, I think that's why I try to get on social media too much. People are just swayed by the the president's election. What about your local daggone judges? Yes. What about all that? Your sheriffs, your mayors, no, your city don't. council. They, it it all adds up to the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole. I mean, we we can. That's just for another podcast. Oh yeah, always another podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Well, uh, I appreciate y'all hopping on here. I greatly appreciate that. Um, joining me on Lighting Me and dropping some knowledge, dropping some bombs, and uh, being respectful to one each other. Uh, so one each other, to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and Marguerite even hit yet. But if you guys, if anybody's interested in doing a podcast or you got some commentary you'd like to say, go ahead and email me at enlightenmejulian at gmail.com, and we can go from there. We can discuss it like adults, like how we do. Very respectful. And that's about it. So... This is Enlighten Me signing off. Y'all take care and happy Cinco de Mayo.